0: All right. This is a very, very interesting concept for a podcast. Do you remember when the cartoon Harlem Globetrotters visited Scooby-Doo? This is better than that. (laughs) What's going to happen is we're going to mash up a bunch of podcasts. My name is Ed Wank. I'm from the Cedia podcast. Walt Zerbe is also from the CDA podcast. Hi, Hi, Walt. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Katie McGregor-Bennett, what are you doing here? Special guest appearance. What, what,
1: we're podcasting.
0: We are. Now, tell us all about your podcast and what's going on with you.
1: Oh, all right. So uh, two podcasts, actually. That's right. I forgot. Yep, not One, but two. One, but two. So yeah, we've got A B trade talk, which is one that's primarily dedicated to the trade. Um, so we get audit, we get manufacturers and integrators on quite a bit. Right. Then we've got connecting tech and design, which was launched essentially to create a conversation at the intersection of design and technology. Um, and with that one, we bring in architects, interior designers, manufacturers, integrators, voices from the community basically within the AB side, but also the adjacent trades, as I like to call
0: them. All right, and Molly Switzer's here as well, representing a third podcast.
2: Yes, I am.
0: What podcast is that?
2: With KB Talks Talks, yes.
0: <laughs> well put. She's, she's subbing a little bit.
2: I might be subbing. That's okay. I'm part of Team Ames. You'll do fine. you do fine. <laughs> and we have
0: guests as well. We have Joe Whittaker, uh, and the firm is Thoughtful Integration, right? Correct. Outstanding. Yep. And Gordon Van Zyden from Cyberman. Good to see you again, Gordon. Good to be part of this. How's the show going
3: for you? It's going well. It's, right. uh, it's nonstop.
0: We're going to cover a <laughs> couple of topics that our podcasts have been covering, and we're going to start with Walt here. Uh-oh. And the reason we're starting with Walt is because he literally just gave a presentation to the NKBA, and what was the presentation about?
4: It was about emerging trends, and how that might affect their businesses and where things are going. Okay, and what did you cover? Oh my gosh, I covered everything. I covered uh, bio, uh, biophilia, I covered wellness, 5G, Internet of Things, AI, all the different versions of that, machine
0: learning, uh, you know,
4: Power grids, DC power, all kinds of
0: stuff. Were you getting peppered with any questions that were specific to the kitchen and bath? I mean, yeah. uh, tell me about some of what they were interested in.
4: Um, they were very interested in connectivity and how uh, how they can get good connectivity in the area. All and right. A lot of people interested in power. Really? So as we are talking about um, net zero and DC microgrids and all that stuff, they're wondering how their world is going to change with how devices get powered, what they need to plan for to power them. Um, generally just wanted you know wanted to, i think the biophilia wellness and creating spaces that um, that are more comfortable to live in with using the technology that's like on the trade show floor was very interesting.
0: Talk about that a little bit more because I know that you know we've covered it on our podcast but I don't know if it's been really kind of dispersed out into the world yet. So give us the concept the biophilia wellness concept.
4: So yeah, so basically and the, the, the quick Cliff Notes version here is: right man's never lived inside like we have before. And now that we're inside, uh, we're wired to be outside. Okay, so we need to have wind, air, rain, water. You know, all these, all our senses need to be satisfied, and they're not. So it's about bringing that stuff inside. If you have the same color, temperature, or light all day long, it's bad. It, it makes you, it just makes you feel nasty. Um, it's about aromas. It's, it's about all that stuff. So um, it's basically bringing it inside.
0: Yep. Uh, there's also an element of this called, uh, I think it's stochastic uh, stimuli, and that's like seeing a leaf off in the distance or hearing water at random times. And yep. the less artificial it sounds, the more healthful it is for you, right?
4: Yep. Okay. Exactly. So you get into immersive audio. And at, right on. at one of the, you know, we even went through just talking about what color temperature is. Why is there a K? Why is there Kelvin? What the heck does that mean? So some a lot of fundamental stuff.
0: Okay. All right. And was there a lot of interest in that, or were there other things? I know five G has been a top of mind kind of thing for a lot of people right now.
4: Probably more interest in the other stuff. Five five G was interesting, but they're they're a little more worried about the dangers of five G.
0: Really? Now there's because
4: I went through that too. I went through plus pl- pros and cons of, a lot right. of technology.
0: There's been some propaganda though surrounding five G. Some panic propaganda that's been yep generated on social media about five G. Yep. Had they heard of that? Was that I don't think the so. The,
4: the biggest one is the one I brought up, which was, uh, you know, taking weather forecasting back to the 80s yeah. and interfering with Doppler radar. You know.
0: Expand on why that happens.
4: Well, it, it's the same frequency that Doppler radar uses. And if we get a repeater every square mile, it's going to interfere with Doppler radar. So it's going to, they say, NOAA and NASA say it's going to completely screw up weather forecasting.
0: If the rest of you guys have any questions for Walt, feel free to dive in, by the way, because he is a font of information.
2: I have a nerd question about Doppler radar, because I'm it. a golfer. Yeah? <laughs> uh, Trackman systems use a Doppler radar system as well. Is that going to get interrupted with that? Wow!
4: If there's a 5G shell, shell tower, yeah. Wow,
2: holy cow. I need to learn blow more about mind? that yeah,
4: device you from you. Yeah, my mind.
0: I don't even know what that is. I will. Just wait. just
2: going to blow your mind again.
1: Oh,
0: I'm sure.
2: Probably not in good ways, but that's okay. <laughs> you
0: got anything for him, Katie? You got any questions for the Zerb? For the Zerb?
1: For the Zurb, Zurb? Zurb Meister? No, you know, I mean, so what What are you hearing from the, sort of the reaction? So you're, present, you're presenting all of this information. Are you getting, like, are, are we getting a lean in on, on anything? That's a really you know? good question, actually.
4: Yeah, I mean, the, 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 today's thing was focused about the fundamentals. I know they've heard a lot of words. They've heard AI and, and the word smart. We went through all that stuff, the way these words are completely misused and, and went through the, really the fundamentals so they could have an understanding of what are all these terms that they are hearing and how might they apply to them because and I went through some of the stuff in the keynote last night where at least in our business we need to reevaluate every year and, and bare minimum every three and that's that's going to be moving into their world as well.
1: So I'm really glad to hear that because it just it seems like so often you know in our industry we speak our own language and we we love acronyms like no other industry you know and and i just as a communicator i always feel like okay how much of the audience have we lost just in trying to tell a story (laughs) you know and so i'm to hear that they're that they are leaning in on on, sorry at least the the technical scope and the terms the terminology that we use and what that actually means from a you know an application on their side of the fence so um i'm really glad you guys took time to do that yeah the only thing
4: i have to add is what they also did really well is they came to this this seminar from, from the show floor. Yeah. So they got a curated walk around to see the technology and they were really jazzed. They saw stuff they thought was absolutely amazing and completely applicable to the business. And so that was really great. The yeah, one right.
3: thing you know you mentioned about uh, questioning about the electrical and, and what's gonna power all these devices and then the reliability of the sources so i think you're seeing actually our industry which is all about home automation yep. starting to pivot and look at energy automation they as were an very interesting. you go in to buy that. the sonan booth as an example and yep. you see the number of people interested in that part of it because the batteries are not dumb batteries they're intelligent batteries and they're part of our ecosystem of products and they'll be part of what powers these electronic homes and it's a lot more than tvs and audio and so that's part of the the ecosystem of solutions and we're going to play in that and uh it's really i think an important part of the story that we're starting yeah. to tell here, in so. the kitchen
4: is a heavy power draw area huh? yeah man yeah.
0: Right? you had also mentioned that you explained to them your take on the difference between smart connected ai machine learning all that yeah dive into that a little bit because i think that's important for the audience to understand yeah
4: well we went through a slide where we showed a smart toothbrush that showed you where you brushed your teeth <laughs> and, and a, a clear water bottle that was smart because yeah. it had an app we did all that stuff yeah. and basically said it's just a catch-all marketing term you really should talk about lifestyle technologies and and things that that are you know make simplicity for the homeowner that we talked about simplicity is the new luxury and, and said that just you know smart smart home doesn't every, it just means connected Right on. Right on.
1: So all right we should ask Molly Let's pull Molly into yeah, the conversation. come on, so Molly. Come on, Molly, Molly. get in here. Interior design. I'm itching yeah. to tell. Us. I know. I know. Well, no, and this is so you. You came into you. You came into our sandbox last year on the Design Connection tour. You were part of part of the tours. these guys were talking about. So now as an interior designer, now coming back in your second year. Yeah. Uh, what do you, What do you think? I mean, does it feel like things have evolved a bit as far as our community talking more to your community oh, and yeah. having that
2: actually make sense? Yeah, one, and we've got now? we've gotten on my local level we've also gotten our teams more involved like i have local integrators that i'm like bringing into like our atmosphere so we actually just did a big event last uh weekend this has been the weekend of craziness um where we actually it's called build and we get four organizations so we have NARI HBA Pro NKBA and then another local one NWSID um so another interior design community and we had all four of those organizations this is our 11th year doing it a weekend retreat um, and we every year we have someone come in and talk about a different topic and I had my integrator come in and he spoke about um, really what the future of technology so we talked about race point energy we talked about the USAI lighting um, and so those students were like cool to be in the booth and be like I saw these I did it. <laughs> it's like I totally get it it's awesome and and because it's broadening the sense of like hey you know we have to start thinking about where our power is coming from and how we're managing that. That's a huge, yep. huge issue. And I'm so excited that it's becoming a conversation and I'm so excited to like talk about it more um, because it is going to affect us. And like, how do we can, how do we bring that back home as far as like our own personal control? And that's what clients want. They don't realize that they don't have that control yet. So yeah. Yeah. And
1: so it's really, it. it this is, it's warming my heart to hear the conversation <laughs> talking about power so much because uh, you know communications, PR, is rep power company, hey, Taurus power. There you go. There's like <laughs> and and so it's just it's always she been stuck that, right <laughs> in stuck that right in. No, but I mean Old for row. years we're, we have we have been talking about power and the importance of managing the power properly for for the entire application. And so for what's really interesting for me is to hear Molly coming in and all of a sudden Molly's talking about tech and power. And this is just a year in the making, and I just want to rewind a little bit because Molly said my integrator, I brought my integrator in to this retreat. I know, I, the yeah, I know that too, that's so awesome. Right, yeah. so, so listen and in, integrators, there's an interior designer community that wants you to be part of their world. They want you to be their integrator.
0: <laughs> they don't think you're the enemy anymore. <laughs> no, all those
5: stereotypes are in the I, trash. I, During this conversation, I was enjoying watching Walt's responses, for those who can't see them. Right. So as Molly is talking, I'm watching Walt's responses, and it's almost like he is amazed to be hearing these things come out (laughs) of a designer. I'm delighted. You know, because last year was very macro, and all the ones I'm talking to this year are very micro. Yes, they're starting to get granular. That's very good.
0: Yeah. We are no longer hearing, I, I why, are you, you. why are you cutting into my countertop budget? Is no longer a thing that is getting. <laughs> no, now they're like, can
5: you there. can you do an inductive charging inside yeah. my countertop? Nice, yes. nice, yes. love
3: exactly.
5: it.
0: Yeah. All right, you brought Joe Whitaker and Gordon along yeah. for a reason, Katie. Yeah. So well, you know, because
1: Ka- Katie never travels alone, and uh, right on. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, so you know, I, I brought my guys. I brought my guys. So yeah. So Gordon Van Zyden, Cyberman. So if, Gordon, you've been on. You've done podcasts with me a bit, and actually, you've been as I've mentioned before, you've really been a, a great inspiration to me in this space because you you are right at that intersection of design and technology, and particularly with the showroom that's coming online. I'd love to just kind of have you talk a little bit about, you know, as an integrator, but your your involvement in the interior design community um, but, and the adjacent trades and really how you are developing your business around that to cater to everyone's needs in that, in that scenario. So just share a little bit of that with us.
3: Sure. Well, thanks for having me on. Uh, maybe just to give a very specific real-world story, um, We had a very large kitchen and bath company come to us and said, literally, we have more and more clients that in the kitchen and bath space want some of this technology, they've heard about it, they've read about it, we're in Silicon Valley, so a number of people are somewhat familiar with it, and they realize there's intelligent showers and there's music and there's motorized window treatments and floors that heat up, kitchen appliances that are talking and communicating. And how do we get from the kitchen and bath that we used to think about to the kitchen and bath that we would like to have. And the reality is that in the kitchen and bath space, now they know enough to ask, how do we get those answers? And it really is, it's a coupling of our knowledge with theirs, because by the same token, we have little or no knowledge about the right colors, appliances, and the right look, but we can certainly do the infrastructure that's behind it. So the purpose of building the showroom was several fold. One is so that we can show the infrastructure behind making those things happen and give them that real world experience. And B, start the dialogue and start the dialogue so that when the client lays out the blueprints and there's knowledge to be shared from both of these parties, the client feels they have an integrated approach to the solution. And that really is at the end of the day where we are right now, because the products are all there, they're working, the solutions are there. Now it's a matter of how we, as professionals, work together to create a single face to the client to make these things happen. Because more often than not, it's been our experience that people want it. They just don't know how to get from A to B. And we're part of that process.
1: So you were talking earlier, and, uh, hopefully it's okay if I mention, mention yeah. this, so you, you were talking to Kohler earlier today, Correct. and I haven't have the opportunity to sit in with you, right. and you made a really great reference that, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to forget this one for, for quite a long time, but you were making the reference to them, okay, so you've got the, the Kohler Connect and everything that's going on there. It gets installed by the plumber, he, he leaves, right. and you guys come in and you have got you own the control system and subsystems in that project, so when, the, when that Connect no longer works, who does a homeowner call? it's not gonna be the plumber, it's gonna be you, right? So I think the way that you sort of stitch that conversation together, it really, you start to get light bulb moments that though you've got connected kitchen and bath, that there would normally traditionally be installed and maintained by another trade, that because of the connectivity now, the AV guy (laughs) and the AV gal are going to become even more important to that, but it's it's making sure that the manufacturers understand where that crossover is, so that they're not creating channel conflict. And I think that that was a really interesting conversation as well as you know, soon as we're, we're definitely converging, but how do we how do the channels main, say it, maintain their integrity and still allow the different industries to grow? So Molly, I kind of love to have you talk a little bit about that.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, for us, it's been a big thing. Like I, I'm trying to find, I mean, there's, I don't want to throw the electrician under the bus that's not my job like there are some amazing electricians we've all worked with electricians that are not as fun to work with that's a nice way of putting it
4: right
2: yeah <laughs> and um you know I, I found through again through my integrator you know i was like okay well how do we find a specialty where we can have this conversation and we we you know, he's like no i've been working with this particular electrician for a long time i met with him great personality and the conversation is so easy And it makes the project so much easier it is night and day when you have someone that's not consistently like fighting back like i don't understand this why are we trying to do this why are you making this complicated you're going yeah we get it we've done this before this is great and if i need to learn something new you know this my integrator is going to tell me you know he's going to have that conversation directly with the electrician they're going to cue me in and then we're all going to learn from it and that that's so important to me and that you know finding an integrator that's willing to you know, I'm not learning how to code. That's not my job. Like, I don't want to do that. But I do want to understand, like, what are the repercussions of, like, doing X, Y, and Z? And what's a better way to go one direction or another? And why would we do this in this scenario? So all those things I've learned on the job with them. So that's been huge.
3: I think, you know, and ch- calling Joe. The big challenge <laughs> I think they're going to face is we've gotten pretty good at connecting a lot of devices in the home. The last four or five years have been connecting dozens if not hundreds of devices in the home. Now we need to connect physical people and trades that support the devices that we've just put in. And connecting people and trades and professions is a challenge. But without that, we only have half the solution.
0: So my question for you is, uh, what are you hearing from clients and other trades regarding technology and their pain points? Are they lessening? Are they deepening? Are they the same? What's the trend line there?
3: Uh, you know, it's all over the map. Joe okay. can I'm sure, comment on this too. Uh, you know, we're in the early stages of this and you just yeah. need to have people that are proactive, willing to go through these early stages and recognize this is a long-term path and it's one that requires ongoing support and solutions. Um, and uh, the, you just know the train has left the station and this level of integration and comfort and personalization is happening. And now you just need a team of people that are part of that, that will work together
5: to make that happen for the client's awesome. interest.
0: Joe, did you want to speak to that?
3: No,
5: well, I, he covered it all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like blown away. I'm like Joe's absorbing speechless. all this. But, <laughs> but yeah, you know, that, that that communal portion of coming in, and now they're trying, we're trying to connect the dots to connect the people. Um, through Molly's process of finding her first integrator, yep. me and her talked on the phone all the time about that. And then when I was building my mm-hmm. Control Force certified showroom, I was asking her design questions and Tony design questions about what is this? Because now we're start even in our how we do things in showrooming. We're getting away from that. Oh, there's a big wall of ten TVs like this one right behind us. To hey, let's make this a living room inside a commercial building. Let's do a wellness room. Let's do a entertainment area. Now we're starting to look at that. Well, guess what? We, you guys over here, me and Gordon, we don't know how to do that. We need them for that. So it's now we're starting, it's a two-way street finally. Which, honestly, it's overdue, but I think it had more to do with fear. Not um, ignorance, it was more of the fear of the unknown. But now we're at the point where the unknown doesn't count. We all know devices, we all know things are supposed to look nicer, they're supposed to be pretty and beautiful, and now we know those two have to work together. And that's kind of where we're at now. Yeah,
3: no, yeah that, that the concept of fear, that's a very real one. Um, you know, if you're going to put a shower in and you put a valve in hot and cold water, you're pretty secure in knowing that when somebody goes in that shower, things can turn on and you get the temperature you want. But if you want a voice-enabled shower that goes to the exact temperature that you want when you, uh, when you wake up in the morning, that's a little more involved and it requires a control, and it requires power, and it requires a number of other trades and skills to make that happen. Getting there means a lot of things have to be done right, and when they're done wrong, you don't have a warm shower. That's a big problem. No different than when you had a TV set before it was a smart TV. You got channel four, five, and seven, but you didn't get Netflix. You don't get Netflix, the internet's down, that's a problem. You always got four, five, and seven off the air. So we just live in a world where the expectations is we we expect more feature sets, with it comes complexity, and with it comes having to do it right and having support.
5: Well, it's a two-way street in growing a business too. So I was just I was just on a panel with Tony Santino, designer friend of ours, um, out of Manhattan, and we're sitting there talking about this. And I go, you know what? There was an architect there as well on the panel, and I said, I think it should work like this. Tony, uh, uh, Molly comes to me with a with the Mona Lisa. She's selling her client a Mona Lisa. But the architect has to put up the wall that the Mona Lisa goes on. And then I have to come in and get the Kelvin light temperatures right to shine on it and get the shades to go down to keep the UV light on it. Yep. And guess what? We all just worked together and she sold the damn Mona Lisa. Like, think about that. It works in all those kind of ways. But now we're finally engaging that as a conversation that's real. And that's like that's the power of the community that we're building. Molly, when you're walking around the show floor,
0: what what is exciting you this year? What are you looking for?
2: I haven't gotten to see a ton of it, so I'm like
0: oh, okay. a little upset. I've
2: only seen like very specific things on our curated tour, so okay. um, I'm hoping to get out and see a little bit more. But it was exciting, you know, just learning about the Race Point Energy stuff, being able to see it in the booth, sure. being able to see things like that, and seeing you know like more than one company kind of doing it, and and you know the the effects that that has. And, it's always interesting to me to see kind of like the reactions of my peers, too, of like how they, because I don't, you know, we all learn at different rates and, and we all accept, you know, change at different rates. Um, so it's interesting to kind of like take the tour and then a lot of the things that I know about, I can kind of go, hey, you know, you know what else it does that you would really appreciate? This is awesome for this. Right. Um, so, I mean, I think the energy thing is really cool. I'm excited to see... Um, I haven't really gotten into the, like the audio stuff, and I, I want to. I want to learn a little bit more about it. Um,
0: your sherpa guide for audio is right I, there. Yeah, like I can take it or, like yeah. Would be sherpa
2: guide. Yeah. <laughs> Tech sherpa guide.
0: <laughs> well, especially well, that That's project. your name badge. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna do that. There you yes. go. Yes. I
2: mean, I did is. see someone with a lot of like. Rich, rich green. rich green, rich okay. green. Was yeah. it Yeah, I was dragging on the ground. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay cool. Patrick. I was like, whoa. Wow. It's like a scarf.
0: Ribbon envy yeah
2: I don't even have one ribbon. <laughs> we'll have to get you a ribbon. Though. <laughs> I'll make my own. <laughs>
0: and how about you, Katie? You've been on the floor a little bit, I hope, or I... have you been busy?
1: No, uh, no, I no, I haven't. I haven't it's much, early but yet. it is early, and, yeah. and had, had a bit of a full schedule today. But I will say that the one of the, the booths that I was in this morning that I had the best experience in was the polar with and with Gordon, and it, and this is sort of a this was a okay. redux for me. But she's, Gordon and I walked to the K Biz uh, show floor a little bit, and he introduced me to polar, and he you know he was the one that walked me in and said just. Put aside everything you're thinking and just just walk with me. Let me just let me just show you this. And 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 I've told the story before, so I won't bother to go into it. But it literally was just like that face palm aha moment. You know when they've got the wall exposed and there's networking gear in there, and it's like, well, well, this is our this is our space. This is I get it now. I totally get it. So now to go in and this has been like eight months or so and to see how far that conversation has evolved um, i mean it's just there there's such a good opportunity here and i think for you know like the gordon and the joe you know you guys are you, you kind of connected yourself to the nkba earlier kitchen and bath and i think you know you guys are you guys are going to be at the be- at you're already at the front end of something and i think what the greater integration community is trying to figure out is how much of the kitchen and bath can we really have a footprint in, and how and how meaningful is that going to be to our business? Um, and at least from some of the feedback I've gotten, is you know that's just a big question mark. And so coming to the show is how you know really how real is that. So it's really encouraging to hear Gordon's story and see, you know he's building an entire showroom around this right. combined space. And Joe, you work in this all day long and twice on Sunday. So you know maybe kind of talk to us a little bit about just sort of that 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 opportunity there.
5: You know? So, so are, are you basically saying that? using a tech term, you're saying that me and Gordon are like NKBA beta testers, (laughs) right? We're we're, we're the, the, we might be the alpha, you know, I'm just thinking about that. Uh, But but, okay, so the the experience was, it's something I recognized the need for a long time ago, but the opportunity wasn't ready yet. You know, you talk about uh, maturization of two separate associations. To actually be able to have a legitimate, intelligent conversation with each other in a building environment. So then, all of a sudden, this happens last year. I walked away with that from that. I, I've made some amazing friends, and and I said, okay, now how can this impact my business? So of course, I joined the NKBA, and then I realized that, you know, I had been a member of uh, NAHB, and I'd been a member of this, and I'd been a member of that. And then I looked at the model of that, and I said, well, NKBA for a community and association actually has the lowest cost of entry. It's like 150 bucks or something for a year and then started looking at the outreach they do between now and november there's four nkba events in my area wow <laughs> four and i'm going to go to three so i mean the, their their community is very open arms and they're very very active but at the same time that is also one that actuates financials uh because right now today you know me and gordon have done over I don't know, I've probably known Gordon for 16 years or so, but I mean, we've done a lot of really sweet theaters in our lives and a lot of all that, and we've come to a moment in in our industry where theaters are kind of, yeah, okay, we've done those. We know how to make some money there. And we've done the master bedroom and the living room and the gym and the blah, 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 blah. But right now, the two biggest explosions of technology it's the kitchen and the bath. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I mean, that, that, it's huge, you know, because you have everything from consumable devices to very high-tech devices that feed you, clothe you, clean you. All of those things that we consider, those are life-important necessities. Watching TV in my bed is not. Go
2: ahead. I mean, I was going to say, part of what, I, what happens when I come to this show is I sort of see some of the things that we're missing in our industry or, like, that have not really connected. Like, the whole... I'm a connected appliance. Like, what does that do? I talks yeah. to my phone. It's connected to be connected. Like, it, it sh- so, it's a smart that water bottle.
5: So, yeah, so you can tell how much concept. we talk. She just yeah, said it's connected for the sake of being connected. So, she just did
3: it. I think that raises, you know, a real good question because dating myself to some degree, I was part of the smart kitchen movement back in 2000, 2001, when Cisco and the Internet Home Alliance and Whirlpool all talked about the smart kitchen and how that was going to be at play. Those were all just R&D projects waiting to happen. They never happened, but they've they've known about the space and known about the potential value for almost two decades now. So why now? And I think why now, especially in kitchen and bath, is due, a lot due to voice. Because those are the two areas, two rooms in a home where you probably don't fiddle around with a keypad or a touchscreen, because you're actively doing something with your hands. And so when voice enables, you know an oven to turn on or a timer or a shower something that enables something to happen in a more seamless way it becomes a more interesting product so i think that's a big part of really why we're seeing an engagement of technology
5: in well and, products and, products. And, the, and the roles reverse too because i walked kbiz and ibs with right. molly and you know we were talking about different brands because we were talking about the mowing stuff and talking about a bunch of different brands that sometimes do kind of cross-pollinate between the shows and we were it took me to the quick set baldwin uh booth and i was like this this sucks i was like their booth here at ibs was so much better and hands-on than the one at expo but then you come to expo and you might have a small booth for a lighting control company or one of those over on that side. You know, the cross-pollination is good, but you really have to go see both to appreciate the fact that both sides are watching. Yeah. You know, it's it's obvious at this point. All right.
0: I know Gordon's got to get out of here. We're about out of time. We should probably wrap this thing up, Katie. Yeah. Final yeah. words, plugs, anything else you want to squeeze in here? Fin-
1: final words, plugs. Yeah. You know, I think it's. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of repeat the same mantra. And the, you know, the reason that I started doing podcasting, especially with with connecting tech and design, is right the up. importance of this conversation and right now. And that's, you know, to, to Dor- Gordon what you said. You know, and it's it, the time. It's the time is now. Um, and and I hopefully. The, what you're taking away from this conversation is there are a million and one opportunities, and it's not just one one of our one of our communities trying to pull from another. It's you you've got this opportunity right now where the adjacent trades are all looking for the right partners to, to make that exceptional experience possible. And when you think about it, I mean that's all where any of us are interested in at the end of the day is how do we make exceptional happen? Right on. You know? Yeah. So you know, I think I, I just feel like right now it's it, we're we're at a really good time of opportunity. And, uh, you know, it's really just up to all of us to, to lean in and, and, and make it happen.
0: Final so, thoughts from KB Talks? Molly?
2: Um, I mean, I'm excited to be this show. I think this awesome. is awesome. I'm excited that, you know, I'm getting the opportunity to meet more and more people that are like-minded and wanting to connect and build this industry stronger. And I think just through those connections, we're absolutely going to be able to touch both, both you know, C D A and NKBA and, and say like this is a true force to be reckoned with and like how do we really grow everything together? Like I think it's going to give more power to us as a community to be able to talk to our vendors and say you know like now is this is how real connection works? Like like we need to make products that truly connect, not just this. Can I say half-ass? You know, yeah. <laughs> okay, like you know like this this half assed <laughs> connection that just doesn't really the circle of how everything should work. Awesome.
0: Uh, For my end, uh, look for uh, blog posts on the NKBA blog by some knucklehead named Ed Wank. You might be interested in those. Uh, Gordon Van Zyden, thank you. No problem, I really appreciate being here. Walt Zerbe, awesome as always. Thank you, Katie McGregor-Brennett, way to go.
1: Thank you. Joe Whitaker.
0: Thanks, dude. And Molly, thank you, too. My
1: pleasure, thank you. That's a wrap. Yeah, alright, so for AB Trade Talk and Connecting Tech and Design, uh, we'll catch you again on another episode. Thanks, you guys, for checking in.